0: Shut up and sit down. The good bike rider is easy to recognize. He makes sure his bicycle is always in perfect mechanical condition. He learns how to ride and knows all the bicycle rules and traffic laws before riding on the streets.
1: Play and are now listening to the dialed podcast
0: with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. For your information, spending today complaining about yesterday won't make tomorrow any better. Enjoy the show.
2: You can choose to take your finite time and energy and effort. And you can spend it complaining, or you can spend it playing the game hard, which is probably going to be more helpful to you in the long run. Hi, right, welcome back to the
1: Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Evan Bryce. All right, so today uh. I am drinking. <laughs> this is this is from from the YouTube's world. So anybody uh, who knows the YouTubes pretty cool, which we don't, is no except for Matt here, who is who is a who is a bona fide YouTuber. Uh, this is Ghosts Orange Drink, Orange Cream Energy Drink. It's a slightly healthier version than my usual Red Bull. There's there's That's more debatable. ingredients I can pronounce. Let me put like it that
3: way. Sugar. Yeah.
1: But on a side note, drinks wise, um, okay. Jake's got something cool. My, Matt's over here with our former sponsor Kirkland. Yeah,
3: Kirkland, former sponsor.
1: Is that a non-alcoholic kombucha. beer? What is that? Oh no, it's kombucha. <laughs> it's kombucha. It's a Doctor Brew.
2: Gotcha. A brew doc- actually, Brew Doctor, not dyslexia. Um, it's the Clear Mind, the rosemary, mint, sage, and green tea. Ooh, it tastes delicious. it tastes a lot better than rosemary and sage would sound inside kombucha, but it's nice. very tasty. Yeah, it's good.
1: I've been drinking an absurd amount of coffee Definitely. lately because we just-
2: Carlos? No, this is non-alcoholic Different. stuff that we got at the grocery store. Nice. Nice. Yeah. New seasons? Um, they... I, my wife brought this one home. We usually get it from Costco and it's usually in oh. a bottle, but uh, nice. this time she brought home some cans and I snagged one from the fridge this morning before I left. Very cool.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah. We just got a new Phillips espresso maker. How is it? I the Phillips LG something I I forget the name of it. It is it's it's amazing. It's I don't know why we haven't gotten one of these years ago. It's magical. Change your life. It uh, I am drinking so much coffee right now. It's great. Did you turn into cornhole? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think on Saturday before. Or no, no Sunday before. I got on the bike. I think I had like three espressos for no reason. Like, I felt fine, ready to go. I was like, you know what? Why don't we just have more espressos than so anybody good, should right? have? Because, Love yeah. It. <laughs>
3: afternoon. You're going to have one this afternoon, aren't you? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Seven's right. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic. You're looking good.
2: And Lance Hepler. Oh. Oh, yeah. sorry.
3: Well, he needs some sort of, like, out on the road again. <laughs> he's he's in, in and We'll do that in post. <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely,
1: like, a, somewhere between here and Utah right now oh, on yeah. the road. I can tell you exactly I where think he's I
2: making... Stalker. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, he's making trails back from... Is that the mistaken? name of the app stalker? stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Lance, he stopped at some gravel road, and he shot us down. Riding his bike, yeah. Because he's out riding his
1: gravel bike. So Actually, yeah, we can had a track on reason. Instagram. I was watching him on Instagram last night or this morning or something. He looked like he was in the middle of nowhere. It's not bad beautiful.
2: that we all like check and see where Lance is at I, when he's I, doing I'm a like, regular. Well, yeah, because that's segment. the
1: only way we're going to know if he's lost or out there where we need to help him. Is <laughs>
3: <laughs> right on international man of mystery. Yes, he is. Um, Lo- location not found. He's off the, the grid, grid, people. Oh boy, he's off, off the long, grid. Somebody check on him. <laughs> right on.
2: <laughs> hey, how about some backpiling real quick? Um, Matt, you want to go first? I got nothing. Sweet. I have
3: nothing. I ran whatever it was last Sunday. You know, I did just like a. I did my normal like Sunday three, three and a half or whatever. And then I accidentally like banged my Achilles on something in Ethan's room. Why did you and do that? And then I was like trying to put some bike shoes on for like just like a little bike thing. And I was in so much pain. Like Ugh. like in just. Oh. This is
1: why you don't skateboard with Ethan, man. I wasn't skateboarding. <laughs>
3: it was like just something in his room or whatever. Yeah. And I think uh, I think whatever my bursa is or whatever has gotten it's inflamed. got pissed off. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. pissed off i've struggled to walk all week it's, really it's since been. then it's a my life is a nightmare and uh i still biked on tuesday we did a tuesday yeah we did mm-hmm. the team ride team ride yep highlight of yep. my week i guess because yeah. i got nothing else going on uh, i don't david know. goodman
2: asked you a question i believe on your strava post for that and oh, yeah. i don't think you answered what, it what do you say did you win
1: Oh,
3: yes. Did <laughs> oh. I win? Of course. Sorry.
1: David Dava wins Strava comments. so I lo- Oh, yeah. David on group rides is hilarious because me, him, and Dustin used to have this joke that I was obsessed with always winning group rides. Mm-hmm. So we'd always be something like, zone two today, zone two. Somebody would go, zone and I just follow them zone for two. no reason. So David will always comment if there's ever a group ride yeah. that me or Dustin is involved would be like, did you win, though? Did you win the group ride? <laughs> you like, win? yes, yes, I won the group ride. <laughs> he, he
3: came over for dinner last night. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. It was just awesome.
1: I got to watch the uh, Bengals game with him. He sat down and watched the Bengals game with me. This is really all that, and we we can just skip to my backpedal now, because nothing triathlon, don't care, nobody cares. I had a big training week, and the Cincinnati Bengals (laughs) are going to the AFC Championship for the first time since I have been born. This is your backpedal. This is my back pedal. Perfect. My my family and all my friends in Cincinnati and Dayton area going wild. Going wild. There is Last time was 1989. 9. Yes, and that was the year they wow. went and got spanked by the 49ers in the Super Bowl. January 24th, we born, 1989. 1989. Yes, exactly. And it's funny cuz Cassie knows that date. So so Cassie is a 49ers fan. Yep. So her her dad is excited. You know, Yo Yo is excited for the Bengals to be in the AFC Championship game, but if the 49ers and the Bengals both make it to the Super Bowl, we are going to be a house divided, and it is going to be intense. It'll be great. That's it is. Can, that's what we can hope for. I I mean, I am I am not too confident after watching the Chiefs absolutely just put together an amazing performance against the Bills. That that was the best football game I think that's I've ever seen. Nice. But uh, yeah, the Bengals are going to have problems with this guy named Patrick Mahomes, who's pretty darn good quarterback.
3: Great backpedal,
1: yeah. Also, God, did you guys see Tyreek Hill that number ten? Ty- did, did you watch the Chiefs game? I haven't watched a football game in about seven or eight years. So. This is this was the first one I had watched in a while. Was the <laughs> Bengals too recently? <laughs> this, as they've it was good. Gotten better. I mean, the, the Bengals lost two seasons before this were like two and fourteen and four and twelve or whatever. It was a rough you know rough couple years before Joe Burrow's came around. But yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, uh they have the fastest human being i've seen on a football field this kid Tyreek Hill who is insanely fast that's awesome yeah and just from I a nerdy pt these. point of view right. he's
3: he's incredible to watch don't you always want to see these guys like run on the track oh, again, I would to love. see what they can do i
1: would love to see Tyreek Hill just take 4 years and be like dude you're going to win the 100 meter in the olympics like just
3: work on it they usually i mean some of them do that and they usually do yeah. okay but they oh, do yeah. they don't usually Kill like they don't win, it no, they'll just like jump okay? into
1: a race and they'll be like a 10 2 guy, 10 3 range guy, like get which out is great. Well yeah, and, yeah. And then, I mean, you, you think, God, if this guy could focus on this for a little bit, he'd be yeah. so good. I think
3: that's the thing is you, there's so much form to the sprinting stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, they need to focus on. I mean, for point one wins and loses right? races, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about your Lakeside long run on Saturday? How was that?
1: Felt great. I am, we're doing it. Um, Jake Stout's been running with us recently, but he didn't make it. It was me, Josh, and Micah Goff. Some of the high schoolers want to come out and do it with us, but they need to. I think some of them are trying to build up their mileage before they jump into 14 mile tempo runs. Yeah. But um, why is it 14 mile tempo? So, what, what, what we do is I really don't. The more and more I look into this, I do not like for my training the idea of long, slow runs. Mm. I, I have to have a little bit more value in my run training, and I really don't see any value in a 14, 15 mile long run when I'm not training for Ironman right now without an actual yeah. specific tempo. <laughs> So, you know, uh we start with fourteen miles thirty minutes at uh this time at the Lakes gray. We just were cruising at like five twenty low, which was good for six miles.
3: The last thirty minutes or the middle? Uh, middle middle,
1: 30? middle thirty. And then after that I was trying to the original plan was hey, like, Oh, good. we'll hold like six, yeah, six thirty right after that. But you know, we got talking and just Yeah. Yeah, fine. whatever. So But yeah, no, the runs come along well, trying to hit sixty a week for a little bit. Oh, it's good. See if that can carry in some good half marathon fitness. So
3: Yeah, that's right. When's that race coming up? Five weeks away. Six weeks Five away. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. It used to be I
1: feel like that It used to be the first week of February, now it's the last. Okay. Which I'm fine with because it might be a little bit warmer. Beaver freezer?
3: No, that's the um Oh no, I'd love to race
1: beaver freezer Van- again one Vancouver day. Vancouver Lake no. half marathon. Oh we're yeah. talking okay, sorry. We should, yeah, I was looking at that triathlon. Yeah. If we have good mm-hmm.
3: weather, Jake and I will just bike out there and heckle. We can heckle you. Oh, please that heckle loudly. Awesome.
1: As I'm That's getting fun. dropped from that lead group, just keep on yelling, like, Evan, you're not a real runner. Those guys are That's real runners. <laughs> yeah.
3: Maybe you don't have enough carbon fiber in your shoes. <laughs> look, look
1: at the Bowerman jerseys. They're running the new <laughs> Nikes. That's the only reason that they're... <laughs>
2: Sweet. I don't really have much to backpedal. My backpedal is... Go uh, uh, angles. I rode a single speed, so they did... What? Uh, a, fixie, oh, nice. a fixie. A fixie. A Th- fixie. Those don't have a backpedal, right?
3: Oh, but I'm bum, but I'm bum. There you go. No bl- <laughs> <Go> back
1: pedal. <laughs> Fix gear. I rode. Did you really ride a Fixie this last no. week? No, I rode it. Oh, okay. I was just, you know, Fixie
3: would. I've tried to ride one of those before. That's not <laughs> easy. That's it's, not easy to ride. They're, yeah. They are fun. It's like riding yeah. a Peloton I bike, can't, right? I can't do downhills on them because I don't, don't have it. Oh, God, right? I, do I don't know what to do with my bike messengers, how
2: they ride those things through the city and like use that to skid stop and fly around cars. It's impressive what they can do. So that's probably why those guys are so good on the track. No, I just rode on Zwift. Five days, and I did one day of rowing, and that was about it. I saw it. the row day. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I feel a little bit better
1: than the first time. It did. I, I'm definitely backing
2: off, and I've done what mm-hmm. you had suggested, I think it was three yeah. weeks ago, of just integrating in some sprints or yep. not sprints with some uh, intervals. That helped. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. doing as many as you had prescribed. I think I need to work my way into that. A little into bit more. But it. But yeah, yeah it, it's definitely not as cranky when I'm done, but That's it's good. definitely feeling.
1: And as you do it more too, you'll probably start to realize like what actual 100 meter pace is reasonable for you too. Because yeah. yeah. like being a cyclist, you're going to go, I know Cassie always talks about this too, is like, cyclists have such good just aerobic base fitness and leg strength that they get themselves in trouble on rowers yeah. because they forget that like oh yeah it's a whole body and core workout uh-huh. too so then they leave with like oh my god my shoulders and stomach mm-hmm. are toast and their low back's killing them because uh-huh. they're like well yeah your legs were writing checks that like the rest of your body had no <laughs> business cashing so
2: <laughs> yeah i can <laughs> sympathize with that for sure so anyway that was uh, my week and yeah i didn't get to ride out the side this past weekend because i was on daddy daycare Watching kids all weekend. Matt can sympathize with yes. that because I think he was doing the Aren't same like thing. in their
1: uh, 20s now? Can't they just watch themselves? Yeah, How old is Ethan now? Like not 18? Wish, but
3: yeah. yeah, he's like you 18 going on 30. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Now now put wife, him in charge. Wife was out of
2: town with my oldest at a soccer tournament for my oldest, my oldest is our babysitter when we're yes, not so around, the so, so there's dad. So.
3: Yeah. Kristen <laughs> went to Alabama. She was on the- Oh, really? She nice. Was on, she was on TV, SEC Network. My parents were like- Wait, uh, seriously? Uh, yeah. She was like, "Um, my parents called me, and they were like, Kristen, we just saw Kristen on TV. I was like, well- She's in Tuscaloosa for yeah. the Alabama gymnastics reunion thing. It was 20 years since she won a national championship. Tristan
1: won a national championship, and I didn't I, know this. There's a l- so much you don't know. You so. never told me. I know you told me, like, oh, she was good at gymnastics, a, but you're like, oh, a, she was a national champion. I,
3: I, <laughs> she was an 11 time All American jeez wow oh my gosh. i know right i'm like <laughs> i just figured that i just found that out it's and changing i saw everything. the interview because they were how like, did you times. just find that out well they said it in the interview they were like 11 yeah. time all america and kristen was like oh it's 11 like, because you just you just know, <laughs> lose count at that point but you have so many you But just this is anybody count.
1: who knows kristen too like she's so unassuming and humble yeah. about everything she would be the one who like in I conversation you... i have to bring it up i'm always yeah. like
3: by the way you're talking to an ncaa champion here you just yeah. pay a little respect kiss oh the ring you know
1: and this is somehow we know that you had like this, you know, you know subpar collegiate yeah. like cross country career. Time, meanwhile, your wife was a
3: national champion. <laughs> one time after I got lapped on the track by the real <laughs> runners, that's how every conversation goes. It, I uh, wasn't national championship, but I
1: did get lapped by one once. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's very true, actually.
2: <laughs> but you were a high school state champion. You were state a high school cha- state. Alabama, champion.
3: so it only counts for. That's
1: one fiftieth <laughs> as good as Kristen was. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Awesome, hey uh, Champ Bailey is not here.
1: Cool, Evan Bailey is no, mm, that
2: doesn't, doesn't work. Have, no, just not no. The same.
1: I mean, really, our only lead-out news because we are we are smack dab in the middle of the oh. off right now. Is Champ
2: Price,
3: do we have any? No. Do, do we have any like bummer news? <laughs> from track that we want to talk about, or not track? Track from, from cycling. From cycling. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, By the time this comes out, everybody will have heard this. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more Did information. This just happened this morning. Uh, it happened earlier today. Uh, Egan oh, Bernal what, okay. went into the back of a bus and just Hard. got destroyed. Um, uh, he's in the hospital, he's having surgery, all kinds of broken bones and sounds like torn muscle. There was some, uh, laundry Ooh. list of a report that the hospital confirmed. Yeah. That it sounded like there was some thoracic and cervical fractures as well. And lower limb fractures. And just, okay. it was just a long list of
1: things. So we were just talking about this off air. I'm, I'm putting my money on as long as he has no significant nerve damage. And that muscle tear is not a complete tear. I still think he'll be at the tour. If that was a complete tear and he's got any nerve damage, so then that's no. akin
2: to a movie. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber before? Oh yeah, absolutely. So
1: Love you're Dumb saying Dumber. there's a chance? So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> exactly. No, this <laughs> was one of us here. Yeah. It's so like, no, we're we're, we're done for twenty twenty two. Like, going backer up I, in this I think he's in, <laughs> in. I think
3: he's in big trouble. I think that's a serious crash. And yeah, I, don't I think, think he's, he's
2: done for twenty two. I think that's going to yeah. be a lot of rehab
1: and which Hopefully is because he was in some great fitness from what yeah, you were hearing
2: in the offseason. He signed
3: a new contract
2: with Ineos last week yeah. for, what was it, three or five years or something like that, and I'm sure he got paid. Perfect, perfect timing for yeah. him. He was really the only
1: hope we had for a break from Sylvania dominance too. Sylvania so.
3: dominance. Yeah. Do you think like that's gonna be-
2: cycling contracts are guaranteed? I bet injury, they aren't. From injury? There's so much corruption. So on if he's out talks. on yeah, if he's out on a training ride and it They may have crash. some
3: sort of clause where it's like, if you don't make it to you know, eight out of 40 races yeah or, you know, there might be some sort of or if you're there. out
2: snowboarding you crash and you hurt yourself
3: that's on you kind of thing but i, I th- bet you if he's on a bike and he crashes i bet you there's there's coverage for that especially mm.
1: if it's a team training ride and you i bet you he
3: has insurance for exactly this situation it'd be fun. i mean i mean they may have put out in like their own insurance that's on a good riders. call
2: yeah that's that's probably mm-hmm. totally correct so what do you think he's going to go over to Israel startup Go ride with Frummi. <laughs> oh, go. sorry. Like the Too soon. Go,
1: go wrap up Mike Woods' career over yeah. there. Poor oh. Mike Woods and Bernal comes over there. He's like, Mike, sorry. you're ready to be the GC guy.
3: never mind. We just signed Bernal. I hope he's okay. I do I really hope, he's hope, hope he's okay as okay. well. Oh, yeah. Sounds like he hurt his neck. Yeah. I just hope. I, I mean, scary stuff. I'm not an yeah.
2: Egon Bernal fan, but I don't dislike him. I think
3: that he's like fantastic. I like. Fantastic, I'm just I like. A, I like yeah. the guy.
2: Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I'm just like I'm tired of
1: Ineos still a yeah. little bit. Are you? So. I have
3: never had that much of a problem with Ineos. I get. That I you, had more of a problem with
1: Sky than this version yeah. of Ineos. Yeah, there was some
3: yeah some sketchy stuff, but like yeah. I I still think like I, I don't know. I feel like the the whole Sky thing. I, I think it's hard to like a team that wins all the time.
1: Yeah. It's maybe like the Jumbo Patriots. Yeah, Jumbo. Like, no, nobody likes the Patriots, you know? Do you
3: think Jumbo Visma's is going to be that way?
1: Their start look that way. Um, we only like might. them because of Sepkos. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the main reason, like, in America, we're like, yeah, Jumbo Visma, the underdogs. Like, no, they're not. They're, like, clearly have a massive budget. Well, and, Roglic like, is yeah.
3: pretty, pretty good dude, too. I think that they I just like they look like, right. like a good team that cares about each other. Yeah. They're There's a little bit more like, personality to them, maybe. They're not all, like, superstars, you know? I mean, yeah. they are superstars, but they're yeah. not, like, you know... Look at me. Forget about the rest of my team. I'm this, you know. Yeah. They and seem to work. And I know this sounds I mean, bad, but yeah. I really never
1: liked Tommy D. So for me, as soon yeah. as Tommy D kind of left the team, it made me like Jungle Visma a little well, bit more. Well, he's back, and he's back in a big way. Is he back now? He's coming back. Oh, and dang it. F- but <laughs> here's the thing. He was having a lot of,
2: like... Um, Mental, mental stress, issues. Mental yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he has gone on the record though and said that Roglic really helped him out with that quite a bit and helped put things into perspective. And yeah, he Roglic he, is a robot. That he guy is <laughs> credits Roglic with his return to cycling and having a renewed
1: um, passion for it and yeah. like just wanting to go get it done. So yeah, because Roglic is looking at this. He's like, uh, if I'm going to be Pogatra, I need maybe the best time trial list of our generation to be like ready to go and still riding strong. So. Yeah. So and that that team. Got he seems to be a leader, stronger too. Um, he seems to be a good like. I, I I think that Roglic has that that leader quality in him, definitely.
2: So Rohan Dennis has joined them too. Did you know that? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> wow.
2: You know what his reasoning was. What? Because he was on Ineos. Yeah, he was for and a And he time. got sick and tired of watching Ineos copy everything that Jumbo Wiesman was doing. And he's like, if that's what they're going to do, I just and, and I have an opportunity, I'm just going to go ride for the best. Yeah. And, and he that's weird. He had them as the best, and he was tired of being on the, the copycat now, team. Now, I
1: obviously know none of these guys personally, but there is, throughout cycling you know, news, you do hear, Rowan Dennis is kind of a tough-to-get-along-with guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Jumbo Viz might want to be careful what their locker room yeah, looks like. You know, when that's...
2: he was riding for Ineos, he was a good soldier. Well, he was a great soldier. he was doing his job. Yeah. He wasn't
1: giving anybody lip. Um, mm-hmm.
2: He liked the bike <laughs>
1: yeah. well enough. What was yeah. the team that he was on beforehand? Where he? Oh yeah, he hated the bike and switched. Um,
3: Oh, uh, Meridian, something Meridian, oh, I think it,
1: yeah. or, or like, was it Orca Green? No, 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 it was no, Meridian or something like that.
2: Yeah, like it, it got so bad that he started riding a BMC and he had the the BMC logo taken off yeah. so that he. Could <laughs> yeah, which I sure thought was funny. Yeah.
1: Anyhow, good times, good times. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be a really fun cycling year if these teams all come together. I, I mean, so. like really, I think I, I'm just pumped for the classics. You got like Wow versus MVP, and then you hit the GC, and the GCs are gonna be. It's going to be interesting to see. I like how there are two monster teams. Yeah. In the past, I mean, really, when you look at like, the postal blue train, could, there was.
3: It could be a remake of last year. It could be. It could I don't be. I think look.
2: MVP's going to be um, mixing it up very much. You don't think Yeah, so? he's got some.
1: Well, he just had a knee surgery, didn't he? He had a knee surgery; it was his minor. Back. His back's giving him. But issues. they said
2: in an article over the weekend that he's just been at home on the couch resting his back, that has been really bothering him. Oh man, that's not good for the classics uh, this spring. So that's
3: not good
1: for uh, the classics.
2: Come on. So I would venture to guess that he'll be training or racing himself into shape through the classics. So I wouldn't say that.
1: Pedcock, Pedcock. Pick cock pit He's
2: guys. gonna be built a pretty stone. Did you see
1: his yeah. schedule? Yeah. The guy is like, people like That's... what's Pickcock racing She's Like everything. Anything think, that you can think of, the guy's
3: racing. Wasn't he like defending his schedule recently? Like, yeah. It's gonna be pretty tough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're racing every weekend. I think there's a couple days we're racing twice in the same day. Yeah, That's yeah. You know, like, did you actually look at the schedule, you're or did stupid. you just sign up uh, for all the how races? Are you gonna be in two places at once, buddy? I feel like he's
1: he's that you're like there. he's like that 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 like amateur cat three guy who's like okay to get my cat two license. I'm just gonna race
3: Everything. all the
1: races and hopefully a couple yeah. of them I can get a good opportunity. <laughs> gotcha. But How can you not love that? I'm cheering for this guy all year. Sure, no. he's great. Yeah. yeah, and he hasn't
2: seemed like he's been much of a prima donna. No, I mean, he's, he goes out
1: there and grinds. He's seems yeah.
2: like he's well respected amongst his peers. And yeah. yeah, just a
1: young, excited kid.
2: You'll love to see that. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Yeah, when is the first race? Do you guys know off the top of your head? Oh, that's a great question.
1: I mean the Tour Dubai is usually the or UAE Tour or whatever is yeah not that be usually, that's the first, usually the first thing they're out there racing it's in hundred fifty five but degree but water canceled the Tour Down Under I right? that, yeah, yeah I think so
3: well for him it's Cyclocross World Championships is next yep. right then oh,
2: that's this weekend It's it this is? coming weekend yeah weekend women race on Saturday it's that's race on Sunday. probably,
3: probably next where week. Lance is
2: he's probably heading over there
1: <laughs> can't seem to find him I know he's probably <laughs> Do they get so? Do they get reception in Arkansas? Yeah, <laughs>
3: they're they're waiting on. Till Sorry, all of our Arkansas listeners is yeah. coming. It's coming, just a few decades behind. Yeah. This, things things take a little while to get down there.
2: All right, um, I, I think we'll call that a wrap on the. Yeah, lead Pretty out nice. news. Um, mm-hmm. Let's jump into our topic for this week. I'm kind of outnumbered by a couple of triathletes. Mm-hmm. And it's a triathlon takeover. They came over it here is. and started like throwing me around and kicking me and punching me and exactly. all that stuff. And We're said, a violent We're, bunch. We're going to do like a mini triathlon takeover. I'm like, all right, just stop mm-hmm. hurting me. Um, so they're going to give you their top reasons why people should give triathlon a shot. And they're going to try tr- these. A try,
1: as one might say. A oh. try. <laughs> try the try. With a why.
2: <laughs> so they're gonna throw these at me and they're not gonna stick because i'm broken but i, I i'll try and uh speak very subjectively or objectively or both um i'll just say about just devil's advocate everything why or why not i would agree with you but i'm gonna just go ahead and let you guys start so right. who I wants got first, to go first first
3: one here mixing up your sports is good for your body because you can give different parts of your body a little bit of a break like you're doing a little bit of rowing right now right i am mm-hmm. yeah which is kind of a duathlon kind of thing. You get a little bit of rowing, a little bit of biking. It's worked for You're working your way way towards Mm -hmm. triathlon. But what's nice is like, if you, let's say, hurt your Achilles or if you hurt your shoulder, like there's always something you can switch away to and just be like, all right, well, I'm going to focus on, you know, swimming or running or biking Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Like there's, I mean, not always, there's usually a way to switch to some sport that's still making progress towards your goal of racing triathlon.
2: Okay. So I'm hearing two things in there. Like for starters, you can switch it up in terms of like your training. So you're not doing the same thing all the time, which means like, all right, today I'm going to run, but I'm not going to run every single day, but tomorrow I'm going to swim. And the day after that, I'm going to ride. Now (sighs) I'm going to object to that a little bit because it's good. It's good for the body. You're not doing the same linear thing and you're Mm -hmm. getting a little bit more load on your body, which is good for you know, through wolf slots for good for bone health, bone Big health thing, and all yeah. that fun stuff. Um, when well, we're talking to cyclists specifically. But yeah. if you want to be good at triathlon, mm-hmm. you want to be competitive and, and I'm one of those people. Sure. That's mm-hmm. going to require way too much of my time. Yes. Way too much of my time. Okay. So
3: this is coming mm-hmm. from someone who chose cycling. Yeah. The most time-consuming event of any of, of the, the three, three Yeah, of the three, definitely. The if you want, of the three. Okay. If yeah. you want to, like, most time-efficient use, like, start running like right away. Like oh, that's yeah. your sport. You just in the morning, you could go 30 minutes and be mm-hmm. done. And you could just grab your shoes and go out the door and mm-hmm. hope sure. you know, driving somewhere to the pool. No like oh, by the time you're ready you're ready to like go cycling, you could be done. Run. Yeah.
1: Imagine so so elite cyclists like if you're talking Cat yep. 1, Cat 2 guys. So not not Egan Bernal. Cat 1 ta, Cat Cat 2 guys, your long days, you're putting in 5 6 hours on the bike. True. Usually at minimum, if you're if you're really trying to race like okay. cat one, cat two.
2: But I'm not trying to be cat one or cat two. I was cat two for a you, a but moment you, there. Your but
3: argument was that 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 you wanted to be the competitive. Three sports, yeah. the three sports <laughs> took too much time. It does. Now, I do. Okay. Now,
1: now, Matt, even guys racing marathons, what what was your longest run workout? It's
3: only like two, two hours. hours. How many hours,
2: hours a week are you putting into running?
1: Eight at the eight to ten at the top end. Okay, right. and then how many hours are you putting in swimming? Oh, okay. we're, oh, well, we're, this talking, is, we're switching over to yes. okay, yeah. so We're going back so, to triathlon. So I'm not I, trying to become a I, runner, but I think somebody can be really fast in the sport of triathlon. Now, this depends on the person because, like, like we're talking about is I know so, somebody could be listening to this and say, like, well, I train 10 hours a week and I'm not that fast. But there's like, y- you can be between 10 to 14 hours a week, which is what your good cyclists train, and be a very good triathlete still. I think that if you want to be an elite triathlete, you got to be closer to but, 20.
3: More. But don't you yeah. think that elite triathletes really don't? put any more time on into training than like an elite cyclist i think they're probably pretty very close. similar because it's you, very close because you don't have that as much impact because you can switch sports yep. or triathlon or whatever same for cycling so you basically it's just like maximum you can do mm-hmm. is what you yeah. kind of want to do
1: and this is why so when we're talking about cycling specific injuries and over you know quote-unquote overuse injury, i kind of hate the term overuse but overuse injuries and in cycling mm-hmm it's similar to running when I was just watching this awesome interview where Ari Cloud was talking about this when they're like, you know, what well, what was the biggest benefit of triathlon for you when he switched over from trying to go into pro running? And he oh, said at that time that pro
3: running to try yeah, from collegiate running to try or whatever. Collegiate
1: running did. to try, sure. but he was on that path to try and go yeah, pro yeah. running. He, he realized for him that, Hey, at the top end, I was able to tolerate maybe 10 hours of running a week when he was healthy, which for runners doesn't happen that often. They, they get injured decently frequently of the three sports. And now he's training 20 hours a week. A more aerobic base so really a, a g- giving himself a bigger aerobic engine to work from for less miles of running a week same as a cyclist when you're like man I really want to you know I really want to be a cat one two cyclist and be fast okay I got trained 18 to 20 hours a week just on the bike it's like okay you can go into triathlon with that same aerobic base you just built in cycling same amount of training a week but now you're only riding 10 12 hours a week and you get to mix it up so it's more of a plea to burnt out cyclists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's a true. sport that you yeah. can go and do. That so not if I want to be
2: a competitive cat two, three, like equivalent cat two, yeah. three cyclist, that's going to be for me, like that's 10 to 15 hours a week hours. On, yeah, at on, on the bike. 10 mm-hmm. minimum, 15 max for me, yep. with the exception of a few other spikes or whatever throughout the course of the year. Yeah. Like if I want to be the equivalent of that in triathlon, mm-hmm. how much time is that taking me?
3: Like, here's an example. Yeah, like, I think y- it'd be fine. Doing 12 this, hours a week. Yeah, I don't think it would be that much different. 30 miles just, running, but don't you think you 6
1: can, to 8 hours biking, and, how like, much a
3: 10K
2: How much time does uh, Josh Mondo or a Scott Goodrich put in? Totally. I know mean, Josh is yeah, Josh kind is, of following with you, and he's an alien as well
1: when it comes well, to Well, and, jo- and Josh may not... Well, oh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be... You uh, you know, you know might like, be taking a pro I'm, card. I was going to say this on the air, because I know that I just want to put pressure on him just for fun, since I train with Kyle all the time. He, he did qualify for his pro card. Now, he will not be taking it, he's going to race Kona this year. Yeah. But... You know, Josh. Josh even trains really when we're on the same train plane. Josh sneaks in probably one more hour than I do a week. Josh is consistently hitting like twenty-two to twenty-four. Mm-hmm. That that's, is that's, that's, that's not pro cat, ranks. That's not cat that's two, pro cat ranks. three cyclist. Cat two, cat three cyclists. I I think you're closer to that twelve to fifteen hour okay. range. So I like,
3: think uh, here's the thing. I think you know, Josh can pretty much win any little local race that oh, he absolutely. wants to. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that I just don't think it he's translates a, to cycling. He's as, a top is six guy in any Ironman
1: race is so, going to jump in. So too. here's
3: the thing. Like if a cyclist here could pretty much win any race in the kind of area, local race kind of scene stuff, like not on the national scene, but like that's winning the cat one race, right? Like winning mm-hmm. overall for triathlon. Like, yeah, that's different than say like a cat two, three person, right? There may be, if you were to put them in the overall, I don't, what I don't they know. Be? I would
2: say that, you would probably equate Josh to a Cat two three guy because he's racing H group as opposed to racing in the pro field with Evan here locally.
1: Would you say like a Cat one is like a semi pro guy basically? Then yeah, probably like national scene semi pro. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know
3: if I agree with that, but
2: well, we just moving.
1: just because at least in the cycling world now with how sparse road racing is, if you're Cat one, I mean you're looking at going, you're looking at trying to get a contract somewhere or gotcha. something. Matt, how many hours to so jump we,
2: in Were yeah. you putting in when you were training for your last Ironman? I. I know that I, Ironman's a different beast. I a lot.
3: Yeah, that's where we got to take um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I would probably like. What were your biggest biking weeks, Matt? Biking weeks? That's yeah. a good question. I don't know. I'd have to look about. Did it, you get it over know, ten hours consistently? Um, I don't know. I'd have to okay. look. Probably over ten hours of cycling alone. Because I know you were doing centuries somewhat yeah. frequently. Pretty much centuries on the weekend, and then Mondays were. Forty or fifty, I think. Yeah,
1: we used to do those
3: yep. beaches rides all the time. Yeah,
1: you're already up to seven hours right. there at least. So yeah, yeah. You, were, you, was, you, was, you were. It was definitely 10 over ten.
3: Yeah. And I think, I think my bigger weeks were well into the twenties. Mm-hmm. Like I think I did some pretty big weeks when I was peaking yeah. for Ironman training. And but these are guys think. going for Kona. So so, so when you're yeah. going
1: for Kona, e- even as an amateur, over the full distance, yeah, you're you're trying just many. What hours. What about somebody a like week. a Scott Goodrich? Scott's probably he's, right up there. He's right up Scott, there. He's going, yeah. for, I mean, he's going to. Scott's a Kona. Kona guy. So, yeah, I think that um, Scott training with Chris Beck, Chris Beck's pretty efficient in.
3: His timing. His, his
1: timing. Chris works really well around people's schedule. Chris coaches a lot like I do where it's like we coach busy professional people, mm-hmm. you know, like with kids and all that. So it's, I really think if you're somebody with two kids and a job and you're in your 40s and you're like, I want to be fast, then you're that Cat 3 guy, let's say. Mm-hmm. You can be fast even over the full Ironman distance at 14, 15 hours a week. If you're like, hey, I just want to really crush local Olympic races, 12 hours a week because yeah. if you get a coach who can be specific with you, 12 hours. Now, me and Matt both agree on this, and you know I never tell this to people I coach, but the bottom line is more is usually better. It's true, and
3: people hate
1: that. Oh, they people do. hate that. Well, because like, people no, don't no, really want to hear like the smarter, hard work. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. it's like-
3: I'm sorry, but like uh, you a, know, lot of zone two, a lot of zone two stuff actually Absolutely works. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. Volume is- if you,
1: if you told me you're like, hey, I work from home 20 hours a week and I want to be really fast, I'm like, cool, you're training 24 hours a week if you can yeah. tolerate it. Now, we don't jack up the running because that's where it's like, oh, you need to have changes. Yeah. But like if you have the availability to ride 12, 14 hours a week on the bike, cool, we're it, doing it because you're going to get faster. Yep. Yeah.
3: It does mm. help. Volume yeah. works. All uh, right. Yeah, (laughs) I know I do
2: like the second part of what you were talking about because if something does go wrong You've got something to fall back on and I think that there's a lot to be said with cross training as well Like the stupidest thing that I ever did was rode 501 days in a row That was the absolute dumbest thing I ever did. I I shouldn't have ever done. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, but from a functional standpoint Not yeah, not at all and I should have
1: even with everything you got going on Probably like a jog or two in there would have been great for your system to like take a break from the poor bike but I, I do like
2: the notion of like mixing up like swimming. Cause I think that that's yeah. fantastic for your body. And I've watched my wife go
1: through that firsthand that, mm-hmm. you know, that's helped her solve a lot of ailments yeah. that she was having. So swimming is a good and, thing. to And for somebody up. like, Be- I mean, I think between you and Becca, your guys, aerobic genes are clear. I mean, you got two people with aerobic genes there. Becca's tapped into that now without running into running injuries frequently. Cause she can swim, she can bike, and yeah. she's got that aerobic base engine where now she's not, get, I would joke that sometimes the chronically injured runners are people who would make great triathletes because they have a really good aerobic base that gets them in trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. So they have that like mm-hmm. aerobic gene yeah. where they're like, you know, you start running and there's no secret that like people who love running do have a dopamine and endorphin rule, sure. you know, they love it. Yeah. So yeah, it's really easy to convince yourself at 40 minutes into a run that you're like, I, I go, yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can go another hour. Better go another hour. I can go do, do another out and back. Now your Achilles or your foot or your knee may not be able to cash that check, but right.
2: yeah. So, I'll speak for all the people that aren't doing triathlons. You guys have some points there. The first part of that one, I'm injury still so a little bit out, mm-hmm. but good one, good one. Let's move on to the next point. What's your mm-hmm. what's your next point, Evan?
1: Um, my point is that I actually just love the community of triathlon. Yeah, I think a it's one. a super fun community because I think in in some ways it's incredibly dorky, but in other ways it brings kind of the best parts of what I love about the running world, what I love about the cycling world, and what I never learned as a kid from the swimming world. It's
3: way more inviting for sure than the cycling world. It is. I think that there's people that are going to be willing to just help you. Like, oh, you're setting up your bike? I can help you. Yeah. Like just anyone. And this is, yeah. And this is where teammates would potentially do that on the road. But if you're new to, you know, if you're new to any of these things, I think it's easier to be new to triathlon than it is potentially than to be new to road cycling.
1: Yeah. Because I think in theory, road cycling, people say like, oh, you just get the bike and you get in. But having been somebody who's raced on the road and been in those Pelotons, it's it's not to me that the cycling world wasn't welcoming, because some of my most awesome friends I've ever met have all been road cyclists, really? and some of my best memories growing up. But I will say, it's tough for the true beginner to get comfortable in a Peloton, because it, it takes practice, it takes skill, and it really does take kind of a grit to it, too. And I'm not saying that triathlon is a softer sport, because it is hard as crap, but there's there's a little bit more welcoming into, oh, hey, you, softer. you can get into your own groove. Hey, let the swim pack go. Then you swim on your own. Yep. Get on the bike. You're on your own. It's not this. This is what I love about road cycling is what I would say makes road cycling not as welcoming is, all right, the Peloton's going and they're going fast now. Uh, you better hang with and them if, or you're going to be spending the rest of the race by or yourself. By yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and hey, don't bump road. into yep. me or I'm going to yell at you. And no. that's yeah. like, that's just how it is. That's what I love about road cycling. But that's also what I think. Makes it tough for entry for some. Yeah, triathlon is not that. Triathlon is, hey, let's go have fun. Just make it to the finish line, and then we're having beers and burgers right yeah, after. That's like that's, true. that's everyone that, gets that's your local metal. racing. It's so Get your medal, <laughs> have we're a all blast. celebrate. I mean, there's this is good, why I good love parts it. and bad yeah.
3: parts about that. But yeah,
1: now triathlon at the very top. I will say at the very top still has that. Oh yeah, that gritty road cycle thing Five. to it. Because I will say, even though guys at the top of these races, and I, I've Especially you know, in the been in local range. Think? Oh yeah. Like, we might joke around with people after and congratulate everybody after, but during that race, we want to murder each other. Like, that is absolutely the case. When the swim starts, you want to beat somebody's face in, and then same thing. Cycling almost
3: reminds me of, like, the pointy end of triathlon. It does. It's a very similar world. But what's nice is, like, no matter how, like, pointy end you are, how fast you are in triathlon, you're still going to be nice to the slowest person out there. Oh, and you should be. And if you're not,
1: everybody will hate you. Because nobody likes the triathlon. And I just don't
3: think that there's not that athlete that, like that does a road biking event and like got off and walked up the hills. Like they just don't, yeah. go, they don't <laughs> yeah. go to races, but they yeah. do go to triathlon races. Yeah. So it, it's more inviting and it's more inclusive. Yeah.
2: Plus, plus, mm-hmm. they don't mind Evan wearing his Speedo and his Dolphin shorts. Exactly. They, they yeah. don't care. You, you
1: can be, whatever you that's, want. and that's a great part about triathlon. You can come in as dorky as possible. I mean, like we all have those stories of like, like, nobody comes in on, like, a nice TT bike in their first races. No. I, you, I raced in bib shorts my first race. Like, that was mm. – you can <laughs> clearly race. tell what sport each person comes from when yeah. they come in. You have Matt probably, like, on – what, was your very first triathlon? Did you do flat pedals? No. Oh, dang it. I was I so couldn't. hoping you were, like, in running shorts, too. <laughs> totally, I was like, right. hey, I bet yeah. he does cross country. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Hmm. I wonder where
3: that guy came from. Swam in the cross-country shorts, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Was, when I did start swimming, I wore running shorts. Because I wore running shorts all the time. Yeah. I used yeah. to, like, sleep in yeah. them and just, like... Grew up in them. Yeah. yeah. True.
2: Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, the road cycling, there's definitely not issues there, but that that's more, like... Yeah. You know,
3: it's got, it's got problems. Do or it's die,
2: pretty, you know, yeah. kind yeah, of a thing. Well, that, I mean,
1: I'm I'm reading a biography on Tom Simpson right now. Yeah. Road cycling is the world where a guy literally died on a bicycle. Like. Yeah. Killed himself. He was trying so hard. Like oh, wow. you really don't hear about that in triathlon. No. Like Yes, I mean we hear the stories like yeah. crawling to the finish yeah, line in Kona. It's like at the very tippy end. But yeah, it's there there are certain charity rides out there
2: that it's a charity ride. Your your yeah. goal is to start and to finish. And yep. a lot of times they'll do do it like holding hands
3: and singing Kumbaya together. Yeah. But triathlon has a has more of that vibe. It yeah, does. and there are some of those that's events like a seventy five percentile. They'll, of, they'll give you of a time We might be turning people off of triathlon. We're supposed to be doing so. the
1: opposite. It's like a hey, man Kumbaya, and just yeah. <laughs>
2: But like, you know, STP, for example, that's uh, Seattle to Portland. Yeah. yeah. They do. That's got that's an a, awesome vibe to it. It's got an yeah. awesome vibe and it's 10,000 people to go out and yeah. do that ride. So a lot of yeah. people is just to finish. You just want to get from point A. Most people.
1: Seattle. Yeah.
3: To B. Portland. 99% of the people that do that are just. Doing which it is to doing STP
1: it to is a good, like, like maybe, if somebody was to say like, Hey, good. you know, if, if they were only road cycling and yeah. they were like, Hey, describe what a triathlon vibe is to me. I'd be like STP. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, That's of, yeah. Yeah. Yep, same
2: idea. So 10,000 people. And of the 10,000, 3,000 of them do it in one day, 206 miles in one day. Mm-hmm. And then of the 3,000 people doing it one day, 300 of those people will put on a timing chip and yep. they will see how fast they can yeah, do so the what, entire
1: route. So what percentage of the whole group is that? That's 3%. 3%. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm one of those 3%. Oh, yeah, everybody that, at this table would be somebody who'd slap a yeah. time chip on it and, and just a, go. A
2: for lot it. of those people, too, are just trying to better their time from last year. They're not trying to yeah, finish cool. in the top 10. And, and uh-huh. that part, I like that. I think that's, that's kind of cool how they yeah. do that. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like about fondos as well. Because you will have fondos where people mm-hmm. are going out just to do it, to, to, to do the ride and to enjoy it and to soak it up. And then there's going to be people at the pointy end of that that are going to be racing it. But yeah. it's still kind of a cool vibe. Oh, yeah. Because
1: fondos even have time segments. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you take go, those time segments very seriously. And
2: then yeah. you go out and you do a road race, like a proper road race, we'll just say it's like 60, 70 miles. You get out there and you're you're riding and if you get dropped and you're outside of the caravan guess what pal you're all on your own you are you're unsupported (laughs) if you get a flat you're gonna have to make your way back and you could be 15, 20 miles away, and there's nobody there to help you. Yeah, they're not, yeah. I mean, they might, they they should, if it's a good um, race promoter, be sweeping the course when it's all said and done, and mm-hmm. be keeping track of numbers. But at the end of the day, you're still responsible for yourself, and that kind of sucks sometimes. You it know, does. And it they, does. There's people that are trying to drop you. They're trying to make you go away, and you you can't. You're not yeah. good enough. You can't hang with us. Get out of here, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, they will yell at you. So well,
1: and this is the problem with road racing too. Is then you get. I mean, so so you would think like, oh, okay. Well, how do we solve that? Well, we have a four or five division. So yeah. don't worry when you know in the four, and then you have. Guys like cyclocross young kids who come to the four or five field and all of a sudden yeah. the four or five field is just as fast as a three field, just yeah. with younger guys yeah. who are just more aggressive. Their way up, so.
2: yeah. And then like cyclocross, like you just mentioned, that's a that's still aggressive. That's still like yeah. fast, yep. but the the vibe there completely different than road. You yeah. Know, it's it's a fun environment and I people was, are there and cheering you on and yeah. it's it's
3: a blast. I agree. I, I I was specific to say road cycling because I do think there's something different there. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's that's a different animal than all of the yeah. other um, and i mean ro- div- uh, road cycling displays. just has a
1: long long gritty history to it mm-hmm. and this is me being a cycling historian nerd and this yeah. is the books i read but that's that's what steeps it you know and i mean really look at the countries that these started these are these are hard i mean belgium like this is i mean you ever like I've 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 known two Belgians in my entire life. and They were both cyclists. and They were both two of the toughest human beings ever. So I have a massive stereotype that everybody who rides a bike in Belgium. Sure, confirmed. Doesn't care <laughs> if your knee hurts. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like they don't they don't care if you are really tired today. Yeah. Like that's just the vibe of road cycling. Well,
2: here's yeah. another thing too, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but like road cycling, you've got your cat one twos will usually race together. Mm-hmm. Cat threes will race by themselves, and then cat fours and fives will usually get lumped into each other mm-hmm. in the same group, and then they'll break those out based and on. We a three
1: four race every once. Well, yeah.
2: Sometimes three, four. It just yeah. depends on how many people coming. But you're ultimately you're looking at three, maybe four different categories, and mm-hmm. that's that's how they're gonna break out the podium. And those races all start triathlon. You go out there
1: and there's <laughs> 47 different categories. People you, won the race yeah, today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I you won yeah. the 40 to 42 year old bracket. I wish. Yeah. I wish there was a nice in between. Because I, I will say it's it gets a little bit annoying at triathlons when. Everybody you know, it's like wins. well, it's like it's I like mean, with five ks these I, days too. Where it's like, yep, hey, it's you, five people in category, right? yeah, I was like, you are on the podium of the four people in your race. It's like it's like the duathlon
3: neat. stuff. You're like, why don't you race more duathlons? I'm like, because that nobody races. But you just gotta make anymore. it cool, man. Uh, Create a YouTube
2: channel about it. No make it no cool. Just GoPro <laughs> race
3: the entire thing, and then everybody will
2: be like, this is cool. I guess <laughs> so. I personally think that that's a little much. I mean, when yeah. your field's five deep and you are saying that you landed on the podium. Yeah. I mean,
1: well,
3: this is even. That's did, the thing. I just don't think you talk about how you landed on the podium. If you. It's won, the way you know, we talk like, about it and phrase it. That yeah. I don't,
1: yeah. Well, and this is. Did, did I ever tell every time I Florian, the French cycling friend of mine who came over here. And oh, we, yeah. we did, yeah, we did, we did a threes race and yeah. he was on the podium. Uh-huh. And he was so confused because he knew we weren't in the P1-2 race. Yeah. And people were asking they're like, man, you were on the podium today, Florian. And he was like, no, I wasn't. And they, they're like, no, 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 really. You, you, you were like second in, in the sprint. And he's like, nobody cares. He's like, that wasn't the P one, two race. And he, and he was talking about how in France, he's like, it's a mass start in France. He's like, oh. when you say who won the race today, it's like one person raises their hand. Yeah. He's like, you Americans are so dumb because I say who won the race today and 20 people raise their hand. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, okay, he makes a point. <laughs> it's, no, it's
2: I, I like the fact that we have different categories. You can go out and I think it makes league, more sense in their races when it, they it, mass it, start everybody. Exactly, because yeah. I mean, there's some people that just will never
1: float to the top of that. No. I
2: mean, they'll never even be in a cat one or cat two category. No. So, but Or to what give, if
1: you're a 52-year-old guy racing against 21-year-olds? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense, but
2: yeah. Anyway, that's that's a little something there.
1: All right, what else you guys got for me? I gotta, I gotta take off. Matt's heading out, so I get. to... Matt's gotta take off. Huh? I, I, yep, I
2: get I'm to commandeer again. this. How about we put Steal a pin it. in this just for a second, Matt? You got one last mm-hmm. thing for us.
3: Um, I did put a YouTube video out um, comparing 945. I just watched that, saw that. I haven't had a chance
1: to watch it yet. Yeah. Matt is also over 10k subscribers. Yes. closing in on 20k. Yes, yes. very close.
3: <laughs> very close. Uh, I was gonna talk about this Brighton bike computer, but they, I mentioned it in the podcast last week, and they, they just never announced the watch and i was like uh you guys missed your own release date so did they get back to you no they haven't told me why interesting and so i was going to release that video but they haven't released the bike computer yet eventually that video will come out right in s 500
2: you got one more second that i can ask you one more question what are your thoughts on sram buying hammerhead
3: Ooh, i think it's good i think SRAM will do a good job i think that the announcement they say basically like they're going to do their own thing they're going to run their own (laughs) stuff there will be some influence, right? Like they're going to take on the engineering projects that were probably on their list somewhere down the line anyway, about making sure like, hey, all of the shifting technology pieces are going to get prioritized, right? Like all the showing your... Shifting whatever the little digital pieces for showing where your shifting is, and then in the future, there's some really interesting concepts that could come forth, right? Like that could be the brains of the SRAM, you know, wireless communication between, I don't know, what even if they're doing like mountain bike yeah. stuff, like your, I don't know, I'm all of your. Let's say gear shifting, communicating with your shock system versus communicating with whatever else dropper like, post. And the who whole, knows, right? Because the, they own so many different yeah. pieces of the pie. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, so the It could be cool though.
2: Playing with the, them as well, and I mean that's a whole nother thing that the Rambo's I mean, there's a lot of cool things that are going to come out of that. I saw that and went, "Ooh, Ooh. that's interesting. That's that's yeah. well played." So. Yeah.
3: I hope I hope that everything stays like open standards, but they'll definitely be influenced to like prioritize stuff that is important to SRAM. So. Yeah. We'll see. Now, who who do
2: you think is pushing the envelope more? SRAM or Shimano?
3: Um, I think SRAM's pushing the innovation side of things more. I would agree. In, in my opinion, I think Shimano is a little bit more I, I mean, this is a completely biased opinion. Um, based on all of my, you know, weird experiences, but it seems to me like Shimano doesn't come out with something unless it's like a little bit more perfected and shrimp seems to be like, we're going to try some stuff. Yeah. That's my kind of like overview of it all. So, gotcha. I don't no, know. That's good we'll stuff,
2: see. but I am very mm-hmm. curious to see how that uh, plays out. Oh so. yeah. Definitely Thank you, man. Yep. Got to go pick up some guys.
3: kids. No, I've got to go swim. Oh yeah. We Just need to swim, a swim sun. Yeah. We, we really do. We, we really to. do. Yep. Bye guys. <laughs> 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 all right. See you, Matt. See you.
1: All right, Evan, what else you got for me? Okay, so... How about being outdoors and open water swimming? Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, this is where, honestly, (laughs) the the thing I love most about swimming is open water swimming. Open water swimming is amazing. Pool swimming is terrible. I really cannot, like, advocate pool swimming for anybody, but staring at a black line all day can get exhausting. But what I will say from a purely training perspective is if you give so something like running if you look at it across the board generally when people are doing vo2 work in running Mm -hmm. you're talking about much more demanding vo2 testing so historically when people have done vo2 max testing there is a little bit of a prejudice that you usually if you are running going to produce a little bit higher vo2 numbers gotcha milliliters per kilogram per minute um that's also because sometimes your runners are usually leaner. So the, when they do these studies and like elite guys, yeah. usually a little bit leaner build guys. Now, the highest VO2s ever record, we're talking about the very tippy top. We're talking cross-country skiers and cyclists are, are, are the top, top two. Sure. But when you're talking in general during just VO2 testing, there's massive VO2 numbers tested in runners. So if you're thinking from purely a, a training standpoint... You can get a lot of aerobic benefit to your VO2 system from mm-hmm. like 400 repeats as a runner. Gotcha. And this is where, I mean, think of, there's there's a long list I can point to in triathlon of guys who came from elite running and had zero to no cycling experience. And within two years, you strap them on a bike and they are fast. I mean, we're talking north of five watt per kilo guys in less than two years of training. It's- Mike Woods, one of those... Mike Woods is absolutely an example. Yeah. yeah abs. I mean, you, you you go from an Olympic runner mm-hmm. to... Well, and then, I mean, you, you look at a guy like Roglic, too. True. Skier, I mean, he came yeah. from skiing, yeah. but, you know... And, yes, that was long jump skiing. You know, anybody was looking... But I'm sure he was doing cross-country skiing oh, yeah. as a cross trainer. Yeah. I guarantee he was. And I also know... I think Roglic did some running as a kid, too. So, yeah. another... Gr- my, my favorite example to point to is Lance Armstrong. His yeah. first sport was swimming. Yeah. Then it was cross-country then it was biking. That guy built an aerobic engine that is for the ages. I mean, maybe the greatest, you know, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, at least in the argument for that. And he started with triathlon. I mean, that, that that was his sport to start with. Yeah. So I really do think if you're a cyclist that has hit a plateau, you're just not seeing improvements. You're a little burnt out on road racing. You're in a region where there may be no road racing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Looking into like, if you have any history of running or swimming in your past, Looking into triathlon, it's a very competitive amateur field. I mean, like me, me and Josh joke all the time. Some of the faster guys in the country right now for uh, triathlon are still racing amateur. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Jan Stepinski, um, Eric Andrew, uh, or Eric Engel, Andrew Hall. Those are all really, really fast amateurs that if they jumped into pro field right now, they'd be consistent top 10 guys. Why aren't they doing it? Because y- you, especially when you have a career job too. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I talk about this on this podcast all the time, making $0 off triathlon. Like, I mean, outside of that triathlon is what I do as a PT too. It's most of the people I treat and also most people I coach. Yeah. For my own racing, I don't make any money. So it's not something like cycling where you can just join a team and start making money right away.
2: So do they like having more autonomy and not being held to like, oh my gosh, I'm a pro and I've got to train and and compete. And our race schedule
1: sucks. I mean, it's, it's our, our race schedule is not deep right now. So yeah. If you're an amateur, um, there's a lot more competitiveness in the Kona amateur race. Yeah. So the full Ironman World Championship race, the top 10 guys in that are all bona fide pros, in my opinion. Those, those amateurs are very, very strong. Okay. But to them, there's more, I don't know, accolades than just going and being a mid-pack pro versus winning Kona. Gotcha. Like if you won Kona... People don't ask like, was that the profile They're like, no, you just say, I'm the amateur. Just say that real quick. Kona champion. Yeah. There you
2: go. <laughs> all right. I got a question for you. Do you think being a triathlete mm-hmm. for the course of time is sustainable? I hear of yeah. so many people that will go in and they'll, they'll say, I want to do an Ironman or I want to go to Kona and I want to do all these things. They mm-hmm. go, they do it, they get it done in like three or four years and then burnt they walk out. away from the sport because they're burnt out because yep. it just takes so much out of you. Yeah. Or through the process of doing all that through the training that they need to do, they Mm -hmm. break down usually on the run. Yeah. But I mean, other things could happen, but, and then they just, they say that they're done with the sport. I don't necessarily see that being as problematic with cycling. Cycling. I see a lot more people sticking with the sport. Now their desire to race might ebb and flow a little bit, but Mm -hmm. on the whole, it's uh, it's something that they stick to, and they, they do it, and they they might go race for three or four years, strong, five years, and they might take a year or two or three off, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they get that, that itch again, and they're going to go back out there and do it. I don't. Does that does that happen in triathlon? Or, or yeah, so so
1: so what I see in triathlon as an issue. So first with with cycling, I actually see quite a few triathletes switch over. They're like, I just want to bike. Yeah, and it's usually I just want to bike. It's very rarely when they're like, I just want to run. No, that because that's yeah, most of your triathletes. If I'm looking at the grand average of the age group crew are actually people who really did not come from swimming, running, or biking. Mm-hmm. They're usually people who came from like, hey, I played football as a kid. I played soccer as a kid. I played basketball. Plenty of people where they're like, I was absolutely not an athlete as a kid, which yeah. is actually some of the people I even you know know personally and coach in there, which is really the, the cool part of triathlon. But yeah. what I think triathlon's problem is, is that the races are based off of finishing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people in today's social media environment want to do something that's cool. They want to do something, they can kind of pound their chest and raise their arms. Everybody does. Hey, Ma, look what I did. Exactly. Regardless of how humble we all try to be, that's what everybody wants to do. Yeah. In the cycling world, and this is why I like road racing, is nobody cares. And that kind of showboatiness gets really shoved away in road cycling. And that's what I was taught in road cycling at a young age was, especially for a guy like me, hey, Evan, you're never going to win a race. You're garbage at finishing races. You're going to sit on the front and pull. There's no glory in that. Yeah. I was, I was the guy at the cat three field that was like, oh yeah, Evan took a 15 minute pull there in the middle and nobody cares. Yeah. I could have great power <laughs> numbers and nobody <laughs> cares, which was a great lesson to learn as a kid that nobody cares. The problem is in triathlon, Ironman has done a great job of marketing the glorious moment of crossing the finish line. Yeah. Now, what I try to tell people I'm coaching is that an Ironman does not make you a triathlete, but for whatever reason in, in triathlon, we think that that's the be all end all. Mm-hmm. And an Iron Man is a really long, brutal day. So a lot of people who have no business trying to get through that day will try to get through that day. And they're tough people, so they get through it. And it's awesome. On that day, it's amazing. I love watching. I'm like, hey, human spirit's great. If that person, yeah. you know, I-, I love nothing more than watching Kona and watching the like overweight mom of three who just wanted to get fit and make and get sure. healthier. Trudge across the finish line there, just shattered at the end.
2: Cut off 16 hours, correct? If I'm yeah. not mistaken. So oh, 17, seen, 17, 17. 17 yeah. yeah. So seeing them come across at like 1645. It, and, and just
1: amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you watch that, and I think every single time, like, I couldn't do that. Like, if, yeah. if it was hurting as bad as it's hurting for that person right yeah. there, I'd give up six hours ago. But the, the, the problem with that is that that takes a lot out of you. Oh, yeah. A ton out of you. Oh, and yeah. yes, absolutely. I think you see in gobs and gobs of people just quitting after that because mm-hmm. it's like, you get to that point, you're like, all right, what ne- what, what's next? Yeah, it's not like road racing. What, like, could you imagine if road races were like? Do you want to sign up for the Ironman road race? Well, it's a 400 mile road race. Yeah, how no. many people do you think would keep on road racing after making it through something like that? They'd be like, you know what, I'm I'm done. Like, no. this is this is as far as I'm gonna go. Yeah.
2: I mean, there is some diversity with triathlon. You've got you know mm-hmm. the different lengths and whatnot, and there is the, what the Xterra, the off road yeah. stuff. But on the whole, if you compare that to cycling, there's not nearly as many different disciplines yeah. of different kinds of bike racing and riding that you can do. So, I mean, I think yeah. that's where
1: cycling might have an edge up or a leg up on you guys. Yeah. I, just I, wish, I wish there was more promotion of, and I think this is changing a little bit, I wish there was more promotion of, hey, make yourself as good as you can at the Olympic distance. Mm-hmm. And there was cool race venues where you could go to and, you know, like different Olympic races throughout the country. And I think that there are, but it's still just, the, the way Ironman has marketed it, mm-hmm. Is that it's like you're not a triathlete unless you get through the full, and yeah. it's funny because I talk to so many, so many of us pros are like, yes, there are the guys who really specialize in that long distance and they do it well, yeah, but a ton of us are like we never raced a full and really don't have a desire to like I'm going to yeah. at some point because I realize that my days of being really fast in a shorter distance are numbered yeah. now, yeah, but like I know so many guys that like the draft legal guys who in my opinion are the best pro triathletes in the world, none of them would touch a full iron, yeah, almost none of them. Yeah,
2: it hurts. It's a it's a tough day, and you yeah. know. <laughs> coming back to cycling and just talking about Lance, you know, he will yeah. go out and do gravel races and he'll look at the different options and there could be a 60 mile gravel route and there could be a mm-hmm. hundred mile gravel route. And he's like, no, nah, not going to do, it. I know myself. Nah. And it's
1: just like, that, that's too much. And yeah. for some
2: people, like a full Ironman, that's too much. And they're yeah. going to want to go with a half or well, the, because the I mean,
1: think about how, how many road cyclists are like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do Ram. Like not that many. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are the guys that like they 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 have that that itch for, for for the ultra stuff. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, we we love those guys. You know, those guys are great. But like most of your road cyclers are like, no, I think a seventy mile road race is about as far as I want to be going. And into even the Hurt Walker that there. that hurts. Yeah, I mean that's, that's like cat one two type stuff. Yeah,
2: three hours and change on the bike with and a just normalized threshold. powered, just through the roof, and you're just you're. Blasting yourself. And you yeah. got to leave some in the tank for the finish of that? Yeah. yeah. It's it's tough.
1: And this is what I wish people getting into endurance sports would realize is that actually trying to better your times isn't just, you know, I, I always hear people that are like, oh, I don't want to be fast. Yeah. Or I don't want to get faster. But I'm going <laughs> to sign for a full Ironman. It's like, <laughs> how about just trying to make better your own mile time? Yeah. In the, I mean, you know, there, there's there's lore of running when you look at the greatest runners of all time. There's a reason the mile distance is so revered. It really is. Yeah. Is yeah, sure. It's not a marathon, you know, but you know, no, nobody would ever go up to a sub four miler and be like, well, have you run a marathon? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he can make it through it, but you know, this is yeah. he likes this distance or she likes this distance. Yeah. I wish more people in triathlon would choose those distances that are more sustainable, long-term training and understand, hey, this takes a while to get good at this and yeah. i'm just going to commit to slowly getting better at this it sport over time. I feel
2: like that is a a thing that goes hand in hand with triathlon is like every distance is a rung in the ladder to get to the top to of get to Iron the Man. next yeah. distance. Yeah. Yeah, specialize. Find one of them and just yeah. camp out there and I'm get your 73 as fast distance, as you
1: distance for a while. Yeah. I've been i it's it's probably been 8 years of my life now has been committed to the 73 it, distance. Exactly. And if yeah. you
2: had treated that just like a run rung in the ladder of getting to ironman uh, and doing I a full would have quit by now? You would have quit by now, yeah. but also like how much have you learned just in the last like 2 or 3 years of racing? Pro about yourself by specializing in a particular distance and how much you've been able to fine-tune your training. And then ultimately, if you do decide that you want to go do that full Ironman, Mm -hmm. you'll know a heck of a lot more about yourself just based on developing yourself in that position.
1: And I think that's where, I I really do think that's where social media has done us a disservice is it's it's taken away the glory of long-term specialization for you. And that can mean anything for anybody. It could be that person who's never swam before and they're like, I just want to get really good at swimming like a one mile. Mm-hmm. Like, see how good I can get my one mile to. Mm-hmm. Might take you 10, 20 years. Yeah. That's fine. Like, work on that. I mean, think of our our late great friend Mike Myers. What was he really, really good at? Time trialing. Time trialing. Yeah. And that man's special. He wanted to be so, so good. That like 40K type distance was yep. like gonna be his his yeah. sweet spot. And you know, I mean, if he was obsessed with the next and next greatest social media thing, he might be like, oh, maybe I should race Ram. And then, yeah. who knows, he might absolutely have hated cycling after a couple yeah. of years and, and given had, up.
2: Like, said, And he did love, you know, road racing as well. But, yeah, yeah, that was what he was really good at. And he wanted to go and race nationally and yep. see how he stacked up. And he probably
1: could have done pretty damn well. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And that's not to talk down that we have guys. I mean, I'll, I'll say like, like Josh, like Josh Mata, if he tell me like, Hey, what should I specialize in? The yeah. Ironman. He's great. I mean, that's where his engine is. Yeah. guy got a good Iron Ironman. Yeah. But that's, that's not, that's, that's the 1%. You know, that's, that's the very few people that are like, yeah, that might actually be the best distance that you are able to get, yeah. you know, you're good
2: at. And it's kind of funny. And this happens in on the road too. Like we all think we're whatever we think we are until we go out there and race against others. And then we yeah. kind of get humbled. And then we are like, all right, yeah. well, maybe I'm not a climber. <laughs> Talking, yeah, talking about myself here. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I'm more of a roller or a puncher. You know, like yeah. you know, I used to be able to climb decently well, and I've had comments to me back before I was broken in half. Man, you climb really well for a big guy, you know. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and a big guy—that's me weighing in at like 182 or 183. I'm like, yeah, it's not huge, but in, in the cycling world, that's that's a big dude. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Now, one more thing. Going back to the sustainability component of it, mm-hmm. running breaks you down,
1: and To some extent,
2: yes, yeah. Be real with me, like you treat a lot
1: of physical, do a lot of physical therapy treatment on a lot of triathletes.
2: What discipline is usually the biggest problem for them?
1: Yeah, um, running definitely is, and here's the reason that I think running gets a bad name as something that breaks you down. So, and this goes back to how we've lost patience as as a society. Mm -hmm. So, there are people that are genetically geared more towards definitely handling heavier and faster running loads mm-hmm. i mean you look at a jakob inges britain the norwegian kid is like born once a million years you know there's there's very few of them but i think when when you look at old sports medicine research that was talking about how running wears down your knees wears down your hips wears down your back wears down your ankles it was because of the way we told people to train okay so Running itself, and there's been some really good recent research, if it's done well and sustainable, sustainable is a key word, for a long time, it actually improves your joint health. Okay. The problem is is with running, you're walking a much finer line. So it's a much more destructive activity, Mm -hmm. but it also, anything that's more destructive, it's like powerlifting. Mm -hmm. Is powerlifting bad? No, it's good. If you do it well, training. If you don't do it well, it's much more destructive than something like swimming. Where swimming, you could do swimming moderately okay, and really not break down yourself too much. Gotcha. Cycling similar in that that way. Running, you walk a much finer line. So with running, unfortunately, with our lack of patience, most people, what's the distance everybody wants to run? The marathon. marathon. Yep. How many people should be running the marathon in the amount of time that they gave themselves to train for it? Very few. Most people go too fast to that distance.
2: What is your recommended amount of time spending training to get your body acclimated and That's actually ready a good for a marathon?
1: From somebody who hasn't really run before Correct. or very, very recreational? Yeah, let's just say that I didn't have a, an ankle issue yeah. <laughs> and no, I could go run. No how, lie, eight to 10 years. Eight to 10 years that before would you be run how your long. first marathon. Yes. That's really? actually how long I would tell somebody. Wow. Yeah. Now, if you come, the, now there's a big drop off though. If you come from a running background. Uh-huh. You were a good cross country runner in high school, ran in college, took a year or two off and came back, two years. Okay. So like yeah. if Matt came to you, you're gonna tell him two years? Uh not at his age right now with his history. There's there's <laughs> different with Matt. Different um Matt, I think in four to five years could get okay. back to that level.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well. I was a decent cross country runner in high school, but I did not run cross country at all in in college. And Um, this is where run a little bit, but that was about it.
1: With your aerobic base, well, let's let's pretend like you don't have the injury history that you had there. And you and with your aerobic base, two to four years. Okay. So if I came to you and said,
2: Evan, I want to run marathon. I want to run marathon in twenty three, you'd tell me no. No. Yeah, I'd say too soon.
1: What would you tell me to focus on first? Um the ten K and half marathon and building good speed in those two distances. Interesting. Yeah. But like we said, the, the unfortunate thing I see is mostly it's the beginner runners uh-huh. that come to me that have the plans. And this is where, God, I hate Google. You can Google anything <laughs> on like short-term marathon training plan. And they're yeah. like, here's your 12-week plan. 12, 12 weeks. I'm like, you got- <laughs> yes, you can make it. The, the, the question is, can I make it through the marathon? That Absolutely. yeah. But when, just like you said, is why does running get a bad name as something that breaks you down? Is imagine if somebody was like, could you survive off four hours of sleep a night? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll do that yeah how long until something bad's gonna happen oh yeah yeah a year probably yeah. a year and yeah. then something should, something's gonna break apart
2: yeah. love those programs you should love them with oh, all of your heart uh, you know it's to be great honest, job they security are, <laughs>
1: they are great job security that is for sure i know whenever anybody comes in they're like what's my diagnosed injury i was like i'm just gonna diagnose your training plan yeah the injury was definitely going to happen
2: so too much too soon too much f- progression That's a diagnosis. and Too much really too gotta, soon.
1: yep okay got gotcha. yeah, too steep a progression
2: all right, my friend, you got anything else
1: you want to throw at me that's going to convince me or the um, people listening
2: that they should maybe try a try?
1: I think the reason to try a try primarily is just because it can be a breath of fresh air. The same exact reason I would tell somebody who does triathlon to do just a running race, an open water swim race, or a road cycling mm-hmm. race, is I think in the endurance world we need to realize there's so many different things you can do with years of aerobic base underneath you why not? Like if you're a little burnt out on road cycling, don't quit road cycling. Just try a triathlon or go do a running race. For God, like do anything. That's not a bike race for a season. Yeah. Even just in the beginning of the season. And I guarantee you, you'll come back to road racing, missing it and loving it again. Gotcha. So for all those people who hate triathlon, do a triathlon. So you hate it and then want to get back to road racing. <laughs> gotcha.
2: So how about this stand up yep. paddleboard? Yep. Go do the bike.
1: Yep. And then get one of those elliptical bikes not Olympicos. <laughs> Olympicos. Absolutely. <laughs> or roller skates or roller skates. Hey, I guarantee go. Carissa would let you throw on a pair of ro- roller skates. I guarantee she'd be <laughs> fine with that for all, for all that you've done for Chris. I yeah. guarantee she'd be like, Jake, go and throw them on. Yeah, That'd and be great. For those <laughs> that,
2: that don't know, and I've talked about this way too much. I don't get into it too much uh, anymore. I try not to, because it's labor intensive for me to have to go through this over and over again. Sure. People are sick of hearing it. I got hit by a car three and a half years ago. The ankle is
1: uh, something that we haven't talked about in a while though. It is. And,
2: yeah. and actually was last week. I had a little bit of an issue with that. It, it, yeah. I will step funny sometimes and then I'll be hobbling around for Catch the rest of the you. day. So it, yeah. it, in the process of getting hit by a car, it, um, completely destroyed me. Um, it was something where my shoulder, like a nuclear bomb, went off of my shoulder. Everything that can get torn got torn, and everything that can could break, could pretty much break in there. So they had to put that together with multiple surgeries, and then um, I also had a broken ankle and broken mm. ribs and uh, a really bad concussion and a TBI. Is probably one. Of stuttering a little bit here and there every now and then <laughs> or that I just never eat anymore. But um, anyway, long story short, the ankle is still a bit of an issue the yeah. uh, orthopedic still is recommending that I have surgery on that. There's a bit of uh, cartilage, cartilage in there. Chunk, yeah. It's floating mm-hmm. around and it gets hung up sometimes. And um, the the jury's kind of out whether or not that's a productive surgery or not. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's better to dance with the devil, you know, um, as opposed to going in there and having that surgery that's kind of 50-50 to begin with. That yeah. could ultimately make it worse. So I've opted to just go the route of like deal with it. When I'm riding a bike, I'm a tiny bit of a toe pointer, which is actually a good thing that Mm -hmm. plays in my favor. If I was the opposite, that'd probably be a bad thing. But um, at the end of the day, I don't really run. I can't really Mm -hmm. run anymore. And that was something I used to kind of dabble with a little bit way back in the day. And it's something that's always interested me. And I love like trail stuff and I love hiking and whatnot, but I have to be somewhat careful. The thought or the idea of trying a triathlon, as much as we poke fun at you, that's always something mm-hmm. that's been in the back of my head. But I just don't yeah. think I can do it. I just don't. I don't think. I it's- think.
1: I think for your running progression, the, the the it would be way way different than even even your typical cyclist who had no running experience. You actually have running experience Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. You You would have to do a lot of ancillary stuff, which is a lot of like. Cycling is a wonderful sport, but does not train a lot of stability in the ankles, especially or knees. I mean, really, we're we're talking just uh, the the world's most linear sport, basically. And with your ankle damage, the problem is, is any loss of stability there is amplified quite a bit from somebody who does not have the injury you had there. So like somebody who's just a clumsy cyclist could take the same step that you do hiking and be fine afterwards. The problem is you have cartilage deficits in there. Yeah. so really it would be a lot of balance training mm-hmm. and a lot of slow progression to running we're talking like your first runs would need to be five by one minute and that's like an actual pretty strict and it would have to slowly go by symptoms allowing mm-hmm. and it'd probably be like the most runs you could do in a week to start would be 2 wow. so could you get to a sprint triathlon absolutely yeah getting to an olympic probably for it to be able to tolerate a 10k would be we're talking about like year to two year progression yeah probably yeah and this is where your, your aerobic engine would get you in trouble. Is because God forbid you would go on a run with Becca and like you know I mean she'd be cruising along you're like I feel absolutely fine I keep on going you might be fine until you get back in the ankle. <laughs> yeah, Screaming <laughs> that, at you. Yeah. That cartilage isn't going to talk to you until it's healing. So that's yeah. yeah.
2: Well, the, the one thing that's really keeping me from doing a triathlon is my shoulder. The fact yeah. that I can't even lift my arm above the my shoulder. Would be very it, tough. Yeah. Right now.
1: Neurological damage and. This joint is and this is where I think anybody who knows the, the issue that 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 you had early uh, early on it wasn't it wasn't even the the fractures of it or the ligament damage because that's all stuff that your body would have been able to heal with everything you've had injury past too. Yeah. The the, the nerve damage was the biggest, biggest issue with the muscle atrophy afterwards. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's still problematic but
2: it is yeah. what it is and I mm-hmm. have learned to somewhat accept it
1: still pisses me off that I would we, we can make you super good at single arm fly. That'd be... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the only guy I know who can make it through an 800 meter. So I know some drills where I'm like, yeah, Jake's arm could do that. You just hang by his side right here, and we got the single arm coming out to the yeah. side. You have to make your kick real good. <laughs>
2: Pro doggy paddler. There's,
1: That'd there's be, my, yeah, there's a lot gym, of breaststroking. So.
2: Cool. All right, well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's jump into one last thing. You got anything for me, us, um, everyone, listeners?
1: No, you know, right right now we got um, coming up this uh, next week, or not, not next month, it'd be in about a month from now, we're going to be racing the Vancouver Lake Half Marathon. Yeah. Uh, that's really the next race we have coming up. And outside of that, I'm just kind of in the middle of like a five, six week block right now. So block leading into that. Are next, you guys
2: yeah. putting on any active like weekly runs Ride, yeah, swims or anything like that. Yeah,
1: we got right now Saturday morning from Frenchman's Bar. We post on the Dial Triathlon page, and then also the Dial. I think I forgot to post on the Dial Run page just last week, but Hannah posts on the Dial Run page. Good. Um, nine a.m. at Frenchman's Bar is where we've been running from. Uh, we're gonna switch a location around a little bit going forward, but Frenchman's Bar is a nice, nobody gets lost easy route. Yeah, so it it, it makes it nice to run from there. Um, it's been super cold, which is. Hopefully as soon as it warms up, we had a couple days where we had a lot of people come out, but I know as it gets colder, less people want to come out. So
2: yeah, it was bright blue skies this morning where I live, Yeah, but
1: it was in the, I had ice on the track this morning, upper twenties. Yeah. (laughs) It was was frozen, freezing this morning, but yeah. Um, and then swim wise, we're working on a group swim right now. Uh, me and Josh have a good six or seven people who come out for our Sunday morning swims. Yeah. Um, kind of disorder, we, we don't, they're not really allowing like master's reservation Mm -hmm. for swims, but that's, that's when we swim a Cascade Athletic Club. Um, as soon as it gets warm enough, we will be back in the open water. We just got to be tracking the water temps, usually end of March, early April. And then outside of that rides wise, we're not doing really just that a lot of triathletes are jumping into the Tuesday night ride there. Yeah. Yep. times we've talked about doing something that would be more specific just for the juniors too who have access to Zwift yeah just during the winter yeah yeah because they they're able a couple of these juniors now are actually hanging on in that group which is great oh yeah there's some I mean, strong kids <laughs> handles kid is just she's hanging on the entire ride now so that's, that's fantastic you
2: know. yeah very cool uh for me my one last thing is going to be um speaking of the juniors um we'll call this one last thing for the, the team. Mm-hmm. I just, for, on, on behalf of the team, I want to say thank you to everybody. Cause we kind of put out a like, Hey, we're trying to help out our juniors. We want to mm-hmm. um, help get them everything that they're going to need. And we've done so much awesome fundraising. We've got a bunch of cool programs that we're already starting mm-hmm. to engage for them. And they're going to be reaping the benefits of that big time this year.
1: That reminds me, I got stuff I need to give you. There you go. It's like sitting in a box at home and yeah. I've got like 20 things I need to add and to it. That's yeah. the
2: other thing is we asked for people if they have some old hand-me-down kind of stuff to, to give mm-hmm. to the juniors. And I was thinking oh maybe we'll get a couple things oh my gosh we've got like bins upon bins of everything you can think of for swim bike and run like yeah wetsuits and um those paddles the hand paddles and yeah there's all kinds of shoes and jerseys and kit and trainers and like the whole like computers i was like good lord you guys are freaking fantastic so that's Mm. been really really awesome to see and um that might be something that we can even Used to like attract
1: even more kids into the sport, not just our juniors, but the the kids in the community. And with on the team, we have some really experienced adult triathletes. There's no reason that we can't all put together all of our old stuff. That just we no no kid should have to pay for a trainer. Mostly, uh, hopefully, we can find bike shoes. None of them should have to buy wetsuits yeah. because we all have our older wetsuits and bike trainers that we need to be given them for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so we've also got funds to help these kids with race fees too. Yep. So, and then Y racing—they're fantastic. They're not charging mm-hmm. the kids. I mean, that's fantastic oh, for, yeah, for that's race entry, yeah. which is fantastic. So,
1: they are awesome.
2: So much hopefully, we can just bring another
1: army of dialed juniors and dialed adults there through yeah. this next Y season. Should Absolutely. Be fun. Yeah, we got a great. Great group of folks. Yep. We've already all put it. We we are planning on hopefully a huge showing out for PDX. Yeah. That's two weeks before my wedding. So we will, me and Cassie will be wow. there. Unfortunately for us, Pat Crest, which I would love in the next 10 years of my life, I want to go to Pat Crest every sure. year. It's on our honeymoon. So oh. we will not be able to be at Pat Crest. But me and Cassie fully plan on bringing, God, I'd love to see, including the juniors, at least 40, 50. People come out for PDX. Wow! I was trying to tell Chris. I was like, I'd like to see it in that number. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And anybody I'm coaching, if they're like, "Oh, I don't know how it builds in my race season," I'm like you're putting it in regards. <laughs> you do you're, not you're have at least a choice. There. Yeah, you're at least <laughs> there for a training day at the minimum. <laughs> That's awesome. And then personally, when this podcast um, uh, comes out on Wednesday,
2: um, if you haven't already seen it, we're doing our first night gravel ride of the year. We oh, finally have some yeah. decent weather so that we can actually go out and ride gravel bikes, and it's not mm-hmm. going to be 20 degrees or pouring rain on us. So yeah. that'll be fun. Nice. We will be doing that Wednesday night at 6 p.m. If you uh, are on the Dial uh, Cycling Strava group. You will have gotten that inv- invitation. If not, you can go join and check that out, and come out and join us. Should be fun. Nice. Cool. I think that's about it, Evan. Sounds good. From for, for Lance and Matt, we'll, we'll say From Lance and Matt. Thank <laughs> you for listening. And until next week, uh, have a
0: good one, and bye for now.